Welcome to the Crazy Egg Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's had a good week so far. Subscribe and rate the podcast if you can. That way we can become a bigger part of I could see this slash Greek football fans here. Um, Facebook page, Crazy Ike Fan, at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Before we get started here, I'd like to give a special shout out to um, the lady that runs the Adventures of an Orthodox Mom page. Um, like her page if you can. Um, she's on she's on all, I think, social media platforms. She gave me a shout out in one of her stories trying to help promote the podcast. I appreciate it greatly, so I'd like to return the favor. Uh, a lot of good Orthodox Christian content there. And also, like, it might not be a thing for guys, even though I, I do like to read her blog. And she's also an author, has a couple of really good books out. Um, just pass it along to wives, girlfriends, you know, or yourselves. Lent's about to start, so if you're religious, it's a great site to follow a page a personal blog to follow during lent anyway guys let's get to it um lots to talk about today so i'm gonna break this down i'm gonna break down the iclifadia cost match i'm gonna try not to spend a lot on this match um it was pretty much chalk uh, you know not a lot to say here um i will talk about it a bit i would like more so to get into the big dead be coming up in tumba this weekend in the Saloniki against Pauk, Pauk Ike. Massive, massive match. I'll get into the details here in a little bit. Also spend a little more time, you know, as the soap opera of Greek football continues. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Mizura Gate, you know, Measure Tape Gate, or uh, Goal Post Gate. Whatever you want to use there. We'll talk about that um, in a little more detail later on. All right, so let's get right into it, guys. Ike Livadiakos, Ike pick up the win. 3-0 against Livadiakos. Livadiakos, who are close to bottom of the table, or, or bottom of the, of the table right now. I'm not sure, no. I think they're they're second. I think La Mia's at the very bottom. Um, So to begin this out, to, to talk about the start talking about the first half, I tweeted out shortly before the match started that these games kind of, or these matches, scare me a little bit as a Ike fan, simply because of the track record that Ike has had this uh, season against whatever term you want to use, lesser opponents, inferior opponents, you know, the bottom half of the table, what have you. They've struggled to get results against them, especially over the past few weeks. You know, we obviously we lost against Pascanana back in the beginning of the, the, the new year. Uh, had a hard time against Oñigos. And um, because I feel that the style of play of a lot of these teams, you know, they, they park the bus, they like to play on the counter, it doesn't really fit the style of football that Ike likes to play. It's a little easier for Ike to... As much as I've been watching the team this year, it's a little easier for them to play a team that... It's going to at least come at you and play more of a free-flowing style of football. It's easier to force mistakes that way. Uh, it's easier to counter. Um, it's easier to, to go on a, on a, on a break. Um, uh, um, sorry, I lost my training here for a second. 
I just feel that we've suffered against teams that uh, park the bus. Uh, and honestly, it, it comes down to what this match came down to. This match came down to individual quality. It doesn't scare me as much as Ike teams have in the past. You know, last year, this type of game, I would even dare to say that Ike could have lost this match. I thought it was only a matter of time before they, um, they were able to break Livadiakos down. But it didn't look so easy in the beginning. You know, that Ike had the majority of the possession of the match. Livadiakos would try to hit on the counter. They would send, um, you know, two or three players into the Ike half to kind of pressure... Um, Ike's defense just a little bit so we're not able to move the ball around as fast so in the standard game in a game where this closed we play these closed defenses Ike tends to struggle we tend to struggle at the fact of um, doing build up from the back because that's not exactly how Ike are built we all know the the pressing style of Almeida the fast paced fast passing, uh, look to press the defense so they can make mistakes. Livadiakos really held their lines very well, especially in the first half, the beginning of the first half. They were giving Ike hardly anything. I mean, honestly, guys, the entire first half until the 37th minute, when Ike was able to to break through with the Levy Garcia free kick, um, for me personally, I was like, there were no chances. There wasn't even barely what you could, would even call a, a half chance or an, an opportunity, a shot on target um, that you could really say was an opportunity that I should have put away. There were no chances like that in the first half up until that moment, up until Levy Garcia. And again, I talk about how these types of players, whatever word you want to use, a special talent, quality, um, Players that could just find the back of the net. Ike just has so many ways to hurt you. And I'm not, you know, yes, of course, this is called the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. So I'm going to brag about Ike for a second. Um, they just have so much quality that eventually, some way, somehow, they're going to hurt you. And they're playing with such confidence. I also want to say that, you know, uh, through the Greek media, a lot came out that the team did not play well, which they honestly didn't. But that was also because of the way Livadiakos was playing in the first half. Um, wasn't allowing Ike very much room to break down. One part of the game that I would like Ike to bring back that I saw in the beginning of the season, and those of you that have been with me through the long haul, you know, I've talked about this before and how much I liked it at the beginning of the season that I haven't seen much of is how outside of the box players that would get opportunities that have a good, uh, that have a good foot to try to, to try to take a shot fancy your chances outside of the box and just those to me, you know, just a good quality shot on target. We saw that a lot with Zuber at the beginning of the year. Saw it with Gatsinovic, even Levy Garcia. I think who was it against that he scored? I think against Panotolikos in the beginning of the second half of that game, the game in the first round in Agrino, where we were finally able to break through where uh, Levy Garcia took a shot like that outside of the box. Um, I'm not seeing that a lot against these closed defenses. They're trying to pass the ball in to kind of get a more high percentage shot. Um, I don't know. I would like to see that facet of the game come back for Ike, where they try to take shots outside of the box or try to break down these defenses. Because you know what happens, exactly what happened in this game. You get that first goal. These teams have no choice but to come out and kind of chase the score. These teams that are desperate for points. Of course, Livadiakos, they had a lot of changes in their starting lineup. Took a few players out to kind of rest them. 
I uh, forget who they're playing this weekend. I want to say may- maybe they're playing Atromitos. Don't quote me on that. But they wanted to rest players for what they consider bigger games or games where they could actually get points out of. Because let's be real, for Livadiacos to be you know second to the last team on the table and to come in to be the first team they make Ike drop points, any kind of points, whether it was if they were able to pick up three points or able to get a draw, would have been very shocking. And um, they had a good game plan in, in, in the first half until in the 37th minute when Levy Garcia broke off with that beautiful free kick. And he, you know, he his, he's just a beast, man. He is the, pl- the player right now for me that I really think I can't afford to lose uh, to injury for the rest of the season is Levy Garcia. Not to say that Van Witt is not a good substitute, and I think Van Witt was picked up by Ike for a reason. They're just two totally different players. I think Levy Garcia, at the beginning of the season, you guys had your criticisms about it. I had my criticisms about him, but it seems like during the off season, not the off season, during the World Cup break, and then since the beginning of the calendar year, I mean, this guy has been on fire. He has put the ball, he carried this team from an offensive standpoint in this match. He put the ball away at the 37th minute, like I said, with a lovely free kick, was able to win a penalty towards the end of the half, which was a penalty. I mean, it was a dumb foul by the by the Levadecos defender. And subsequently he got his second yellow card, which gave him a red and left his team with 10 men. Now, Getting on to the second half, I understand lots of criticisms here. Lots of, you know, Ike, they should have put more more balls away. They should have had more goals. They didn't create very much. And it honestly wasn't until the 65th minute where all the subs started to come on, like Zubin, I think Gatsinovic came on, where they really started to, to create a little more, where those players came in a little hungrier. And they were starting to create more, of course, in the 77th minute. Uh, Zuber misses a penalty, another penalty that I won. Um, For me, it's not that big of a deal that he missed the penalty. Um, It it happens, you know. uh, I wish for his confidence it would have went in because I think that it would have helped him because I think that's what Zuber is, is lacking right now. He's not lacking skill. He's playing good football. Uh, he's slowly getting better and better with each game. Even in this game, he was not bad at all um, in the second half when he came on as a sub. And I think that's... Um, it was really unfortunate for him to miss a penalty. And then um, Ben Witt was able to put away a, a goal in the 84th minute to make it 3-0. I mean, pretty much like I said at the beginning, guys, this was chalk. This was a win that you you say, okay, Ike in one way or another, are going to get the win. I don't, my personal belief, and I really believe this, I don't think this was a game that Ike either took lightly, that it was a setback because they didn't play well. My honest to God opinion is, I'm of the mind that they conserved energy in this match. They knew they didn't need, they did the bare minimum to get the result. Now that can hurt you sometimes in football, because when you do that and a team comes out with higher intensity, higher energy, uh, it can't hurt you. But in this match, I think Iker's starting to think long haul. Like, yes, we have a lot of subs and a lot of quality on the bench, but we don't want to waste a lot of players. 
let's um let's kind of conserve our energy. We got a lot of tough games coming up, in my opinion. Um, actually, let me wrap it up now. Let me wrap up this Livadiaquas game. Uh, we'll wrap it up right here. Moving forward, you know, we have Pauk and Tumba. We got um, a very tough schedule coming up. I think the toughest, and I'll go over a little bit of this here in a moment after I talk about the Pauk preview. Uh, we got the toughest schedule, I think, of any of the other competitors left in the in the Super League until the playoffs start. Um, so it was a win. Man of the match, obviously, for me, Levy Garcia. Uh, I'm trying to think who else stood out for me. Eliasson came back on. You know, we, I, I think it's time for him to start. And I'll talk about more of that when I get into the breakdown of the Balk match in Tumba. I think it's time for him to, to start and for Amrabat to go to the bench, for them to switch positions again. Now, I'm not the manager. I think Almeida's going to do what he sees fit for the club. Again, he knows more about football than I do. But um, I, I think as a classic winger, Eliasson just fits that mold better. I think he, he can cross the ball better. He's a very speedy player. Um, just fantastic. Fantastic uh, to see him play. Uh, so let's move on here. Let's go to the big derby. Paukaik in Dumba. Um, my first notes on this match are massive, massive derby for both teams. For Ike... I don't think any result really hurts them because, okay, we are playing in Tumba. It's a derby match. It, there is a possibility we can lose this match. No matter how well we've been playing, we could lose this match. Uh, on the other hand, for the home team, Pauk, this is, this is their season as far as the, the league is concerned. If they lose this match and Ike are nine points ahead, potentially with whatever's going to happen with that Atromitos game... And regardless of what happens, even if Ike plays and they lose, you're still looking at nine points back and heading into the playoffs where I've always said teams are going to beat up on each other. That's why it's important for me for Ike to finish the season strong, the regular season strong. And this is my opinion. I don't care how close the other teams are, but if we can go... Uh, and finish the season and pick up full points from the rest of the four to five games, depending on what happens with Atromitos, we're going to have a huge leg up as far as the championship is considered. In my opinion, of course, because for Ike, this match is important just for one reason. If you get a draw, it's no big deal. If you lose, you're going to hear some fans whine and gripe, depending on how you lose and whatever the consequences of that are. When you lose a derby match, it always doesn't feel good. Obviously, I want Ike to win. But if we win this match, you're basically burying one of your competitors because I don't think there's a way back for Pauk. I think the difference becomes way too big for them to to try to catch up to either Ike or Panathinaikos. Um, it's, it's just going to be way too many points. And if Ike are able to pick up full points against Atromitos again, again with one game less, um, you're looking at a 12-point difference between Ike and Balk, and I don't think you can make up that difference. And you're also not having a chance to bury Balk, but you're burying the team right now that a lot of people in Greek football are considering playing the second-best football behind Ike. So you're 
you're going to be bearing the team that is at the most in form to challenge you for the championship. That's not to take anything away from Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos got a great, gritty, grimy win against Aris. Uh, a, a win that honestly, I think, put them back into the championship. I think if they would have lost that match, then it would have sent them really spiraling out of control. Um, Olympiacos, we saw over the week, put six against Panathinaikos. Say what you will, it is Panathinaikos, but they still got six goals. They're going to be riding in with a little bit more confidence. They have an easy schedule compared to everyone else. The end of the Super League, I mean, they got, you know, this week I think they have La Mia, if I'm not mistaken, which is bottom of the table. They also have Livadiacos. I mean, they have Icon Panathinaikos also in between there, but you're talking about, um, let's move to Icon and talk about the schedule thing. So we got Bauk this coming up Sunday. The following week, we got Asteras Tripolis. Then we got the cup match with Olympiacos. We're playing Asteras at home. We got the cup match against Olympiacos in Karaskaki. We go then to Heraklio to face a very scrappy, tough, very well football playing Ofi team in Kriti, which is a very hard place for us to play, for any team to go down there and play. Heraklio is a very difficult place to play, especially when Ofi are, are playing good football. And then to turn back around and play uh, Olympiacos again for the league in Nea Philadelphia. And then we don't know what's going to go on with Atromitos. I'll get to that later, but if we have to play that game right before the playoffs, you know, whether if we have to play that game before the playoffs, that also becomes a challenge. So it's very important for Ike that we pick up points, but... Right now, we need to focus on Balk and say if we are able to beat Balk, which I think it can happen, um, you're taking Balk out of the championship, I think, my personal opinion, um, and you're really demoralizing them. Uh, not in a, I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, so let's talk about it a little bit. We know that Luchescu is going to have his team ready to play. We're going into a war zone, war zone meaning like, you know, I mean, football wise on the pitch and the great crowd that Dumba is going to have, the great atmosphere that's going to be there in Dumba. I don't mean war zone and like that I'm trying to kind of demean Pauk or uh, talk junk about, you know, what happened years ago with Savidi and the whole gun thing. Uh, I'm just saying like in, in, in football terms, it's going to be a war zone. I don't mean no disrespect to Pauk in that sense. But we know what Luchescu is going to do. Um, he's going to have this team fired up. The players are also going to know, okay, this is our last card. If we really want to make a push in the playoffs, if we really want to make a push for a title, we have to win this game. It's like all or nothing. Um, the good news for Ike is that Ike are coming in very confident, winning both of their last matches without playing tremendously good football, winning both matches 3-0 in the cup semis and against Livadiacos. Um, so we're rolling in with great confidence. And on the opposite end, you got uh, Balk that's coming in, kind of, they played a tremendously great football match up until the 91st minute, where winning 2-0 really should have put a lot more goals past Asteras Tripolis, and then had an epic defensive collapse where they lost, where they lost two points 
and they tied 2-2 in the last, you know, it wasn't even five minutes. It was like a three-minute span, the last three minutes of the match. They got scored on in the 91st minute and then the 95th minute. So um, that kind of, I mean, I even heard the Pauk reporter after the match, how he was saying how, like, he just can't believe this happened and no one in the locker room can believe this happened. You know, they, they were able to just throw away points like that. Um, for me, and I know this is going to be very football cliche for me to say, but I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways, because I think this is, um, I'm, I'm using the bottom of the barrel terms here. I'm using the, like, cheapest way to technically break down this match, right? By saying, uh, the game's going to be won in the midfield. <laughs> I think that's the cheapest way to kind of, oh, and because every game, if you look at it in football, is kind of won in the midfield, you know? Um, but I really do think that stands true. Uh, you know, two things we need to look after. I think this would be a good game for Simonski and Janssen to play. Now, Simonski did in the last game pick up, I think, his fourth yellow card, which means he has to sit out for two matches. Uh, I personally think, and I know this isn't going to be, and this is me just looking at it from the small tactical range that I can look at it, right? For me personally, I think you need him in this game. You need him in this game against Tumba to kind of neutralize, help neutralize Constandelia. He, you need two defensive midfielders in this match. Because uh, I think up front, you got so much firepower and so much firepower on the bench that you're going to find a way through. Um, but I would say we need him in this match. And it's going to shock people. I wouldn't save him for the Libacos match. A lot of people are saying, you know, that obviously he's going to be out for the Tripoli and the game against Sofi. Personally, unless you see them getting better over the next few weeks, and it, it really is going to help that we're playing them also in the cup against Libacos, I would sit him out in the game against Tripoli and then play him against Ofi and sit him against Olympiacos in the in the the last league match before the playoffs. Um because I just think that you have so much quality in the midfield and we proved this because he didn't play in the he didn't play much, I don't think, in the cup match. I think Alanopolo played in this place. You don't need him to beat Olibagos, as crazy as that sounds. That's how I feel. But I think you will need him in Kriti, the kind of defensive midfielder, the kind of grinder, the kind of just, like, strong-willed uh, midfielder that you're going to need on the pitch to go up against a, a team in Ofi that's, that's playing good football. That's not to demean Olympiacos. I just think their midfield isn't strong enough. That isn't one of Olympiacos' strong suits right now. Olympiacos have a lot of quality, but they just have not put a midfield together all season that I think that you sit Simonski for that game and you play him against Ofi. That's my personal opinion. Now, I don't know what Almeida is going to do. I don't know what the final decision is going to be, but I would definitely expect him to start... Um, at least start on Sunday. Um, another cliche that I'm gonna, that I'm going to say here. Another football cliche. Very very important. If we can get the first goal against Balk, and now that I'm jogging my memory, I think I said the same thing in the first match against Balk in Philadelphia. I think that that's going to be very key. And if we can get the first goal, honestly, I believe that that 
that's like 90% of the victory right there. Because Pauk are going to have no choice but to come at us and press and really like, you know, maybe take out a defensive midfielder and put in a more attacking midfielder, or put in more attacking players to try to equalize. And Because they, they need all three points. A tie doesn't even help Pauk. They need all three points, so they're really going to come at us. As where if they score first, I can kind of see not Pauk really parking the bus, but I can see them playing a little more defensively. Which, in my opinion, watching Livadiakos, and I know this isn't going to be very popular, especially amongst fans of big clubs like Panathinaikos, Olympiakos, Pauk. That, that's how you play, Ike. If I can look at it from the, the different lens... And like I was saying last week with Mitzel's plan against Dyke in the cup match, it, it, it's the fact that Levy Garcia getting that early goal spoiled his plans because I think that's what Mitzel was trying to do, was trying to kind of hold his lines, not play so much park the bus, but not fully attack, let Ike come at him and then break away on the counter and try to hit Ike behind their defense to not give Ike space because you can't give Ike space and you can't make mistakes against Ike because they will punish you. Um, so for me personally, if you're looking for a result, and now I think Lutescu A is too too arrogant and too cocky for this, and I think if you take this risk and you end up still losing the match, then your fan base is going to be really pissed at you. But if you're looking for a result, if I was the manager, that's the way I would play. I would play some speedy players up top that could press Ike's uh, center backs and their the back halves, you know, the the right the right and left backs to kind of put pressure on them to lose the ball. And then I would kind of sit back because we saw against... Ike wasn't able to break down Livadia Costa. They're surely not going to be able to break down Pauk or Livadia Costa or Panathinaikos. That's just my opinion, guys. I don't... I'm not saying that any team's going to do this because, like I said, there is that pride factor <laughs> and that you're saying, okay, I'm not going to do this. Uh, but I think if they come out and try to impose their game on Ike, then it's going to be a similar result that it was in Philadelphia. You can't play out the back, purely out the back with Ike. That's not going to happen. They're going to force you to make mistakes. Um, you know, and then you look at the bench. Ike's bench is, is it's their greatest weapon because whether we're chasing the score, whether we're behind, whether whatever's going on, we can bring on fresh legs. We can bring on great players off the bench. They can make a difference. Um, but I think that first goal for either team is going to be very key um, like I said, I think you have to start Simonski. I wouldn't even be surprised to see Halanopolo in this match because, um, like I mentioned last week, he did a great job against Imbom where he completely silenced him, um, kind of marked him man-to-man, and uh, you hardly heard his name called during the whole match. Uh, maybe he might think about it from those terms. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think Almeida's going to put down the 11 players that he thinks is going to give us the best chance to win. And, um, I mean, get, get Forza Aikara. This is going to be just, this is exciting because I feel like this is the first derby of the year where I'm not nervous. I don't want us to lose. Obviously I want us to go into Tumba and win, but it's going to be a very nice 
football match to watch, I think. Uh, first derby of the year where I can just sit back, grab a cold one or grab a nice cocktail and just enjoy myself. Not to have that, you know, pressure, that anxiety that we've had, you know, because we've been crap in derbies the past few years and Balkas had our number. And, you know, last week against Olympiacos, we were playing a cup semifinal, which I think it would be a travesty if this team, Ike, I mean, I, I think... And I speak for all I Jesus when we say this, when I say this, that we can go, we're, we're in it to win the double. Like we have a great opportunity here. We have the quality. We're playing the best football to really win a double here, which hasn't happened very often in Nike's history. Let's be honest. And uh, want that to happen. But I think the anxiety last week from the Lubecos match was like, okay, I don't want to lose our very first match in a Yasofia against... Olympiacos. And then if we lost or didn't get a good result in that match, uh, we'd be basically out of the cup, which, listen, we still need to be careful going into the, the return leg in Karaskaki. I mean, yes, we have a, a big heads up, a big head start, but anything can happen in football. You know, and you saw the type of quality that Olympiacos has. Um, highly unlikely, but... We still just need to to play smart in that return leg. And, you know, to for this team not to come away with this silverware is what I'm saying. It would be a travesty. All this work, all this stuff that um, this work, how this season has gone for Almeida, all these improvements that he's made to not at least get one of the two, either the cup or the league, hopefully get both, um, would be, I would be disappointed but I'm just happy we're playing better football. Uh, so let me think about predictions on this. Wow, this this is a really a, a toss-up match. Like I said, I'd be ecstatic. If we win this match, I mean, this is one where you mark down and you say, okay, this was a game that helped us win the title. Um, I really believe that. And you, you throwing Pauk basically out of the, the championship race would be massive for Ike. I think those are the things to gain. If we lose, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it is going to put a little more pressure on us because then we're looking at a three-point difference with Bauk. And I think Olibacos would actually pass us by a point, if I'm not mistaken, if we lose and they win, which most likely they'll win. They're playing La Mia over the weekend. But I'm going to say it. Listen, I think this is going to be a game with some goals, some passion, uh, lots of antics on the sidelines, just a, a rough crowd. You you guys know Tumba is going to be on fire. It's going to be a very hostile environment. Uh, but with the quality that I have and the collapses that Pauk have had late in 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 seasons this season, I really think that this is going to be uh, Ike are going to win this game two to one. I can see Ike scoring early. I can see Pauk equalizing, and then Pauk slowly pressing and trying to get a second goal because they're desperately going to need it. And I could see Ike really hitting them on the counter, getting some fresh legs in there like Atsinovic and Zuber. Maybe Van Witt can be a, a super sub in this match. They could get a game-winning goal. I just, I, I don't know why, guys. Like, I mean, listen, we still could lose, but I just, I, I have so much faith in this team and how well we're built up and how well we're built for these to win these types of games that I, 
I don't see us. It, I don't see us losing. I see us at least coming away with from here with a point. And like I said, if we're able to score first, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if the final score is three one to Ike. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all. Because this is this is Pauk's last gasp, last stand. If they don't win this game, then like I said, they're they're basically done for the championship. Now crazy things can happen, but you can't tell me this is another thing to think about, guys. We all want Ike to go into the playoffs with as much points ahead of our competitors as we can. Because as I've said before, we're going to beat up on each other in the playoffs. And no other team, including Ike, have shown me that they can be so dominant where you can tell me they're going to run the table in the playoffs. I don't think Bauk are going to run the table. Definitely don't think Olibacos or Panathinaikos are going to run the table. I mean, look, I know this might sound kind of arrogant to some people, but I think Ike could possibly do it, but I still would find that very difficult. And I'm, by run the table, I mean to get points in every match, to get wins in every match. Now, I don't see that happening. We're going to drop points, whether it's through a tie or getting a loss in a, in a derby, because they're all derbies. And there's going to be difficult teams, even the teams underneath us. You know, if it's a, if it's a four-team race, if it, whether it's Aris or Volos or Atromitos underneath there, they're going to they're gonna cause some havoc also. Uh, I don't see Bauk being good enough to say that, okay, yeah, we're 12 points behind Ike and we can catch up to Ike or Panathinaikos to win the title. I just, with that big of a points gap, both Ike and Panathinaikos would have to collapse, honestly, in order for that to happen. So very big opportunity to bury Bauk this Sunday. Uh, let's hope it happens for Ike's sake. I just, I, I feel happy because like I said, this will be the first derby. Yes, I'll be pissed if we lose. I won't be happy about it, but it's also like, okay, like we move on. We play again next week. You know, I would hate to be in their position because I feel like they're the ones that are going to be full of anxiety. I should be, you know, very loose for this match, very determined, very ready, ready to pounce and take advantage of their opportunities in this match. So let's talk about this Ike schedule because it's, it's very difficult. Um, we have, obviously, uh, Pauk coming up this weekend. Then next weekend we have Asteras Tripolis at home, which is a hard match. You know, Asteras, yes, they haven't been the best this year, but we saw what they at home. They've, they've gotten points from all teams, from all the, the, our competitors. I mean, I think maybe Olympiacos was the only one to go through there with a win. But we saw Pauk drop points, Panathinaikos drop points, Ike drop points. And I don't remember if Olympiacos drop points or not. But uh, we know they've got a good, we know they've got, they've got a decent squad to come in in Philadelphia. Very tricky match against um, Asteras Tripolis. High quality opponent, in my opinion. And then after that, we have the cup match on the 1st of March. The return leg, which is a very difficult match, no matter which way you look at it. Yes, I grew up 3-0, but we don't know what's going to happen. You know, if Felipe was getting an early goal or getting an early two goals, then uh, to say it in Greek, match. Um, we don't know what's going to happen there. So that's a very difficult match. And then right after that, we have to travel to Kriti, which anyone that's been following the Super League knows Ofi has been playing great football lately. Uh and it's going to be hard to play them at, at their place. 
And then to finish off the season, we got um, Olympiacos, uh, last match day of the season before the playoffs at home. Very difficult match again. You know, if we happen to knock them out of the cup, you know, they're going to want points both to keep up in the league, because I'm sure they'll still be close in the league. Um, they're going to want to get the first win in Hagia Sofia, unless Tusprolavi Asteras, unless Asteras gets there first. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, so very difficult schedule. And then you have this whole thing with Atromitos, and now I'll segue into this. Um, actually, before I get to the Atromitos match, let me talk about, as we're a competitor, yes, like I said, Olympiacos have matches against Ike and Panathinaikos, right? Sounds very tough. But then in the middle of that, they have two bottom teams. The two bottom teams, actually. They have La Mia this uh, coming up Sunday, and they have Livadiacos before they play Ike. So, you know, yes, Olympiacos have... The derby matches, but they're also not playing tough matches like I are. Same as Panathinaikos is a little bit more trickier. They're playing Volos this week, and I know Volos has struggled against the top competition, but they're pushing to make top six. Um, they've been playing better football lately, and now, like, if they really want to to stand on the ground and say we're here, they need to go into Lofotos and get a result, not go into Lofotos and get trumped like they did last year against Panathinaikos. Um, so that's going to be tricky. But then, again, Panathinaikos to finish out the season, then have Panathinaikos and Atromitos. Um, Bauk have Ike, obviously. They honestly have the easiest way. I think they have Pass and Volos. If I looked at it correctly, it, it might differ. Um, it's when they play those teams, but I know they have at least those two games left. And the, for Bauk, it, basically it's on our level because they're playing two decent teams, right? Bas and, and, and Volos for the most part, but I think I could definitely have the hardest schedule left out. And then we come to the big question mark of Atromidos Ike. So to update everyone on the soap opera, those of you that know, know, um, the decision came out that the game should be played. That, uh, and this is so foolish, that the excuse was from the prosecutor that the stadium in Peristeria, Tromitos Stadium, is part of the township of Peristeria. And it's the township's responsibility, not Atromitos as a Pae, as an FC, as a football club, to take care of the ground. That is the biggest baloney I've ever heard in my life. Not that I want Ike to get... Now, right now, I'm honestly gotten so defensive and so pissed off that I kind of wish we would get the, the, the points on paper. Um, and another reason for that is I think this sets up a... Um, you're opening a Pandora's box here that you can never close again, right? If that's the decision, and this is, Ike, of course, appealed it, and I'm glad that they appealed it. A lot of people are not happy that they appealed it. You know, they're still calling us that we want to win the game. Who, again, who's afraid of Atromitos? For me personally, I want to go out and play them, and I want to freaking smash them 5-0, 6-0. I want us to not waste a chance against them. Just go full ham on them, you know, uh... But this sets a precedent because 
to tell you guys a little secret, those of you that don't know, that maybe don't follow it as closely, or maybe don't know the Greek language, um, every freaking uh, stadium in Greece is not owned by the team itself. Garaskaki, for example, it is a stadium that was leased to Olympiakos. Olympiakos do not own Karaskaki. It was on a 49-year lease, right? So if Olympiakos have a couple of injuries, let's say, they could easily do something to the field, to the goalpost, and say, oh, you know, this this wasn't our fault. This doesn't, you know, you you ruled like this. This is a standard that you've set. Uh, you know, Hamas and... Um, Canos and Socrates are, are injured for this weekend's match. Let's lower the goalposts and, you know, they'll be back in 10 days to two weeks. Let's push the date back of this match. Or, you know, I'm not trying to pick on Olympiacos, but every team is like that. La Mia, for example, is owned by the municipality or the township of La Mia. That's the way that stadium. How does La Mia say, okay, we're not in good form right now. We have a couple of injuries. We're fighting for our lives to stay in the Super League. Like, that's the thing. And, and, and to, to get to the point of the story is that why was there no punishment for Atromitos? And today, actually, someone from the municipality of Peristeri came out, the township of Peristeri came out and said, no, the stadium was leased to Atromitos. This is Atromitos' responsibility. Of course, Greek politics... But that's the thing is there should be a punishment for our I don't care if I don't get the, the, the win on paper. If you say we'll take three points away from our and you have to play the match, I'm cool with that. But there has to be accountability. There has to be something set for our there to get some type of punishment. And I'm sorry if you guys don't agree. If, if some of you guys that are from different clubs think that, you know, this is all BS and Ike should play. And, you know, we've played in worse stadiums before. Yeah, I mean, look, we played a game last year and this year where it rained, coincidentally, in Asteras Tripolis, where I thought, okay, that was too much rain. The game should have been called off. But Ike played. The referee never told Ike to play because I truly believe that if the referee said, okay, let's play this match and we'll figure it out afterwards, I will write it all down in the... The Filoagona, I don't know how you would say that in English, the, the game report or whatever, and you can take it up after the match, then great. But there has to be some accountability for Atromitos here. That's that's my biggest concern, and I think that's what I that's what Pai Ike is trying to do, is they can't let this go unwarranted. Um now everyone can see it through whatever lens they want to see it. But for me, it's ridiculous for anyone to think that I could try to pick up points against Atromitos. Why? We're afraid of Atromitos? Really? After we just beat, dominated Olympiacos 3-0? Come on, man. Like, I think that's a little too far-fetched trying to say that we're trying to get the win on paper. But I do think there has to be some accountability there. So teams don't keep doing this just for that reason. Not because this was against Dyke or... Because I'm, oh, I'm shaking in my boots. We're playing freaking Atromitos, which I know we don't have a good track record the past few seasons over Atromitos, but we haven't had a good track record against anybody, any of the top-notch opponents in, until this year, until we've been able to beat almost everybody every, every time we've played them. Um, but there has to be some accountability there, because like I said, what's to stop any team from doing this? 
Ike are the same way. Ike's Opaparina, Hagia Sofia, is not even owned by Pai Ike. It's owned by uh, uh, Ike as an amateur sports entity, not by the football club of Ike. So even Ike could do the same thing. Let's say we have some bad injuries. Hey, what's to stop us from doing it? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, you're setting a really bad precedent. If you don't punish Atromitos, I have no problem with with Ike playing in the match. But you have to punish Atromitos. You have to either say, okay, then you're getting a three-point deduction. Because if teams know that that deduction is there and that's in the rules, then they're not going to try to do this. But what's to stop them from doing this? And I get the and I and I get it. I get the whole outrage against Ike. I 100% get it because, like I said, I'm not going to be hypocritical on this podcast and say that if Olibiakos did this, I'd be all for yeah, Olibiakos is doing the right thing because I wouldn't feel that way. So I get how fans are feeling. Um. Anyway, let me digress here, guys. Uh. You know, we're going to see what happened. Ike appealed. Supposedly the appeal is supposed to come through. Um, the decision is going to come back early next week. The two dates that have been set. One, of course, they're not going to get to, to it. I think it was February 22nd or 23rd to replay the match against Atromitos. So we'll see what happens there. And, that, and that's a big, big deal. And the game has to be played before the, the playoffs start. Um so, like I said, for me, it just sets a, a bad example, a bad precedent. If, if Atromitos goes unpunished here, you're going to open up a whole entire soap opera for Greek football, up and down the ladder. I mean, what else would we expect? If, but, and you're going against your own rules, because the rule is, if the, if the field is not suitable due to the fact of the, the home team not making the field up to standard, then it's an automatic loss for the home team and the visitor the visitors get the points. I don't understand why you would retract that and say that this isn't this is no fault on Atromitos, it falls on the municipality of of Peristeri. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm doing my stavrothini um very exciting week in greek football um you know very exciting match like i said before in dumba let's hope i can get um all three points um i've kept you guys long enough uh hope everyone has a good week i hope i were able to pull it out in dumba this sunday and i'll be back next week to break down whatever happens in uh, dumba I might wait and make a podcast until after, you know, all the dust settles with uh, goalpost gate or tape measure gate, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I will see you guys next week. Opus panda, but the forza, I gotta, que te